some films are fine just the way they are other films sometimes take it away too far but really how how bad could it get let's go beyond beyond the box set welcome everybody to beyond beyond the box set where we review films in the cinema right now this week oceans eight oceans eight first yes. oceans movie i've seen same, yeah. I'm not really familiar with this franchise, mm. so I kind of went into it blind. Yeah. How many have, th- have there been so far? Well, I know there were some ones in the 50s, 60s with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just maybe, one. Just actually. the one, maybe, I'm, yeah. And I'm then, sure. obviously, more recently, like about 10, 15 years ago, there were the trilogy with George Clooney and Matt Damon. It was and... Oceans 11, 12, and 13? Yes. Okay. So, in each of those, did they add one more person to the cast? I can only assume, yeah. I don't. I think Julia Roberts was in the second one. Okay. That feels like a weird get. They're just like, they've got this cast of 11 quite well-known people, and then suddenly, boom, Julia Roberts. And then, I wonder who, who the, the next one was as well. I couldn't tell you. It feels like a lot a lot will be riding on that one person who's just like, hey, it's, 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 it's the same thing that we think is great, mm-hmm. but with one extra. Now Mel Gibson's in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was in any of them. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so what did you think? This one, it was fine. Yeah. Um, it was... Like, it wasn't awful, but it it didn't, didn't surprise me even slightly at any point. Mm-hmm. Everything was just sort of as expected. There was... There was no tension. No. It, which I thought was a was, was a big thing. So I was expecting a heist movie, and I guess it was a heist movie. Mm-hmm. But my main problem was... I mean, I guess it's a spoiler, but everything went to plan. Yeah, you're right. You said this as we were walking out of the cinema. There was no tension to this film, was there? No. Like, not that there were no particular stakes. Like it just kind of felt like it was happening. Yeah, like people could get caught, but nobody did because, no. like I say, everything just went to plan. Yeah, there was no particular violence. No, no one dies. No. Um, there were no villains. There, were, there, there was no villain. No. I suppose maybe Sandra Bullock's uh, ex-boyfriend who ratted her out is. As close to a villain as you get? Maybe. Yeah. James Corden? Well, he's just a villain by default, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get yeah. to him. I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of missed a trick with Anne Hathaway. How so? How she suddenly turned out to be sort of smart and kind of in on it the whole way through. Yeah. And that just felt a bit sort of tacked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's get to that. We'll talk about the plot a little bit. But um, yeah, I, w- I would agree. I found this to be like adequate. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because we recently watched Spice World the movie uh, for our main podcast. <laughs> so we we set our standards high. Well, no, no, no. I, this film really reminded me of that film in a, in a weird way. Not because it was like it felt like the film was all montage. Yes, I don't think there was a single scene that lasted more than fifteen seconds. No, that's very true. And there was just upbeat bass music throughout the constantly. Whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just kind of rattled along, and it was just lurched from one scene to another. And as you said, there, there weren't really any stakes. It was more like. It was more like a how-to guide for how to do a heist more than anything. It was like they were presenting, oh, this is how we did it. Mm-hmm. First, we're going to show, show you us doing it. And then we're going to go, we're going to go back and tell you how. Mm-hmm. Which I also really don't like as a like narrative structure. Mm. The way that they basically showed the heist. So so they do the, the whole plot is basically that they make this plan to steal a really expensive diamond that they're going to plant on Anne Hathaway, who's not in on it initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... It's going to be some the Met Gala, the Met Gala. So they're going to be at the Met Gala and there's, they, they plan this whole elaborate heist. And then they show them carrying out the heist. And then it 
it works because nothing ever goes wrong in this film. And then it kind of goes back and shows you afterwards how how they did it, and then they add some extra stuff as well. Like, oh, we we stole all this stuff as well at the same time, aren't we? Mm. Great. Um, and it just felt like it wasn't allowing you to follow along with them particularly. It wasn't like oh, how are they going to do that? How are they going to do that? Mm-hmm. It was just it, they just did it. It yeah. was just everything had a really easy, simple solution, and then you didn't even get to see it in real time. You saw it in like flashback. It was like, mm-hmm. well, that's what happened. But what really happened was this, mm. which I know some films do really well. We've got like the big reveal that they haven't let you in on earlier, but for this one, it just felt like. Yeah, it just it just made it all really flat because there were just no stakes, no tension. And once the, when they did explain it, you were, it wasn't like, oh, damn, that's how they did it. It was just like, oh, okay. Mm. Like, and I I really think that uh, the bit at the end where they do say, oh, and we actually stole all this other stuff. Yeah, that could so easily just be taken out of the movie. Yeah, and it would, it would potentially even be a better movie because it would just give us one less thing to complain about. Mm. Um, but one thing that did really get me was that they they kept saying okay so this diamond necklace is worth like 150 million dollars yeah and then they still all this uh this other stuff which is the crown jewels of european royalty <laughs> from various different countries yeah and like and now it's gone up to 170 million it's yeah. like what <laughs> what was this, that thing made from <laughs> well pure diamond i guess sure. but then everything else not mm. like if somebody stole the crown jewels of Britain, at least, yeah. you know, something that we're a bit more familiar with, yeah. kind of. Uh, that's going to be worth more than just, like, 10 million. Or something. Sure. Also, they're going to be, Imagine like... somebody stole from the Queen. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and got away with it. Yeah. I mean, they would be, like, the, the world's most wanted women. Yeah. Like, they, that, the, the manhunt would be insane. Like, mm. but in this film, it's just like, yeah, 150 million's worth of diamonds goes missing, and, like, James Corden's kind of mildly annoyed about it. And then it just kind of... <laughs> ends yeah <laughs> there's no sense that the, the people are going to continue to look for them. these are going to be hunted women for the rest of their lives yeah like, <laughs> well that doesn't really play in. i mean it, you know it, it is a fantasy film in many ways you know mm-hmm. these these are kind of escapist film you're not supposed to get too bogged down mm-hmm. uh so yeah but i mean the main thing about this one is that it is oceans 11 but this time it's gender flips so they're all women mm-hmm. so it stars um we've got sandra bullock mm. who's kind of our, the lead i guess yeah. She's our main character. Yeah. And she is the sister of Danny. George Danny. She's called Yeah, so Danny Ocean is George Clooney. George Clooney in the original in the previous trilogy. Yeah. Uh she's Debbie Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly it's just so lazy. Like yeah. Dabby and Danny and Debbie. Um but yeah, so she is his sister and she's been in prison for a few years for unspecified reasons. Mm. I think they do explain it, but I, I didn't care. She went yeah, to like she got she got caught for a heist or something, but she yeah. made it a lot. She made it look like she deliberately got caught, so she had time to plan out this big heist. Yeah, or something. something something bizarre anyway. Mm. And then and then her ex boyfriend, played by the guy from The Hobbit, um, Richard Armitage, mm-hmm. ratted her out, which I think got her more time or helped her to get caught or something. Anyway, so yeah. she's got an axe to grind against him. She comes out of prison. I mean, she checks out of prison in this fabulous cat suit, which <laughs> I was immediately into because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been behind bars for years, and like an orange suit. She's just had this like skin tight black like leather cat suit that's just hanging around was, to check out of prison and so like, Well, that's what she must have checked into prison with. Yeah, I mean, if you knew you were gonna you were gonna go to prison, yeah. Well, what would you do? Would you would you just go dressed as you are right now? Or would you wear your absolute best clothes or your most crazy clothes so that when you come out of prison, you look fabulous? I don't think I want to go into prison looking too fabulous. <laughs> I mean, the other inmates wouldn't see you. Well, maybe, yeah. you got to you got to take all your clothes off. They've got to search you intimately, and then you get thrown in with everyone else. Okay. 
Don't ask how I know this. You sound quite excited about this prospect, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as a, but I, I was hoping that uh, that once she came out of prison, that, that she she'd would, have an anal cavity search. No, <laughs> um, that she was going to be wearing something like very dated. Oh yeah, see that would be a good joke because yeah. they did that in um, uh, what's it, what, what's it called? You know, with Taraji P Henson. Um, oh. Um, I know what you mean, that TV show. Oh, Empire, Empire. Empire, yeah. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, like when she comes out of prison, she is wearing something that's like from 20 years ago, like an mm. 80s fur coat or something. Sure. Which comes out and everyone comments, I'm like, what are you wearing? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's good, it's funny. Okay. And I kind of hope they would do that, but they didn't. No, no, because I guess cat suits don't age. Guess not. Um, unfortunately, neither does Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I know, look, I, I don't want to, like, plastic surgery, shame anyone or anything, but... You know, she can do whatever she wants with her face, but I do find it creepy how the lower, the, the upper part of her face just doesn't move. <laughs> it's just because she looks good. Like mm-hmm. it's not like she's got this horrible botched face face work done or anything. But I think that the fact that it looks so natural, but it just doesn't move. Like it's like her jaw is on a little hinge. I don't know. Maybe it's the movie was boring me. I found myself really focused on that every time she was speaking. I was like, oh, just you look so, you look good, but it's creepy. Mm. It's creepy. It's un- you are uncanny valley. <laughs> That is true. That is yeah. True. So yeah. So she checks out of prison in her cat suits. Um, also, how was she getting Botox behind bars? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a luxury that's easy to attain. But yeah. And she hooks up with Kate Blanchett, who is her friend, girlfriend. What's the relationship there? I'm really not sure. Yeah. Just best friend. Best friend, partners in crime. Yeah. Just, yeah. Let's just go with that. And she's just like, right. I've got one more heist in me. Yeah, and she's planned this all out, which is to steal this hundred fifty million dollar diamond necklace. Mm-hmm. And somehow she's, despite being in prison for all these years, she's really stayed on top of current events because yeah. she knows that Anne Hathaway is like the big star right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Anne Hathaway is in this movie playing, basically playing Anne Hathaway. Mm. Her character should have just been Anne Hathaway. It would have been much funnier if she just played herself. Yes, yeah, it would. Because the whole thing is that she's playing up to this kind of reputation that Anne Hathaway has a, kind of got over the years of being quite an annoying person and mm. kind of. Um, yeah, just this kind of bitchy, ditzy, kind of supposedly quite dumb, high-maintenance actress. Mm-hmm. And then the, the film kind of reveals that she's a little bit more, got a little bit more depth of character than that, but yeah. a little bit. But uh, yeah, so she, they kind of trick her into wearing this diamond necklace to the Met Gala. And um, then they make a plan with a bunch of other women to steal it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Kate Blanchett's, I guess, is she the strat- strategic one? Seems to be, yeah. Yeah. She. I was unclear on the roles of the women in this film, like what they all were bringing to the table. Some were more obvious than others. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we did have the techie one. Was that Rihanna? Rihanna played that the obligatory hacker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always got to be a hacker. Yeah. Um, although I did like that she did like get out of the van and she did do undercover stuff. That was a bit where she yeah, was she a was cleaner a little bit... or something. And yeah, she had some active scenes. Yeah. yeah. Which was good, because often a hacker is just like, oh, I'm just going to stay in the van the whole time. And it's yeah. just a bit boring. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who else was there? There was the, uh, uh, I, I don't know her name, but there was the person who was like changing the jewels. and Oh, Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't bother to learn any, apart from Debbie Ocean, because that made me laugh. <laughs> I didn't bother to remember what anyone was called in this film. It no. doesn't matter. It's just, here's this actress that you liked in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> look, at her, look at her in this, isn't she pretty? Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mindy Kaling from The Office, US version, and The Mindy Project, mm-hmm. who I like, who I find to be very funny and charming. She had three lines in this film. Yeah, she did not have much to do. <laughs> she had nothing to do whatsoever. Completely no. sidelined, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, well, forgetting a very important character, mm-hmm. 
um, Helen the Bonham Carter. Easily my favourite. Definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she had the most to do. Yeah, she's. I mean, she is like such a quintessential scene stealer. Like mm-hmm. she always, she's so good at just like chewing scenery and stealing stealing scenes. Like her headpieces were just a delight in this film. <laughs> they they were Ocean's Nine. Yeah, they were the extra character. Yeah, <laughs> they should have had, had supporting cast credit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Helena Bonham Carter plays a kind of semi-washed-up fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's in shitloads of debt. I thought this was weird. So they establish early on that she's fallen out of fashion, so to speak. She's like, she's kind of really passe. All her runway shows are just disastrous flops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why she's in debt. But so then how do they then convince the, the biggest A-list movie star in the world to work no with this idea. train wreck has been? Yeah. No idea in the slightest, John. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, she was, Helen Bonham Carter was making a lot of choices in her performance. I think like she mm. she always feels like she knows what film she's in as well. She was really mm-hmm. leaning into the silliness. Yeah, she had like, this really silly kind of wandering Irish accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Northern Irish. There was that much detail. In fact, I was watching. She was being, they were all the cast were being interviewed on the Graham Norton show recently, mm. and she was there and she kept slipping into the accent. She kept saying, "Oh, I've still not lost the accent yet, so I need to remember." And I was like. You must have filmed this over a year ago, Helena. Like, you just want to jump off the set and then the, on the promo trail the next day. Like, there's a year of editing and, you know, marketing and stuff. She's not been speaking in that accent for a year. No. Like, going into a different accent doesn't take that much training. Like, it's not a, it's not a method thing for a role, necessarily. Some people do. Some people do speak exclusively in the accent they're working with, like, for yeah. months while they're... Like, I think Daniel Day-Lewis does it and stuff, so, yeah. I did hear that... Uh... For the last Mission Impossible film, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise learnt to hold his breath for over five minutes. Yikes! Because there's an un- there's an underwater scene where he has to do that. Well, of course he'd well he'd do that. Wouldn't yeah, he? It's such a Tom Cruise thing to do. He's like, um, you're like 57. Accept it. Like, Tom, come on. <laughs> but he still looks in his 30s. He do- yeah, he does. Um, and he and can he- hold his breath for a really long time. <laughs> and uh, he-, he was saying that because there's there's just a um, it's it's a way of mind. Uh, sorry, a state of mind where you just you don't need to breathe. Sure. And so he he got he got so into it that at times after filming he was still into it and he would just forget to breathe sometimes, <laughs> and he would just be having a conversation just go oh my god I haven't breathed in like a minute. <laughs> what a freak! Yeah, like, I know it's <laughs> I know it's an easy thing to say, but yeah, Tom Tom Cruise is a freak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you just talking to someone and they're just like like uh huh uh huh and they're just like steadily turning blue. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, are you, are you not breathing? What's going on? <laughs> it can happen. Any, clearly. I might try it myself. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, she's fabulous. Uh, mm. And she just... She's, she has most of the best scenes because she's, like... Because she's the public face of the scam because she's hanging out with Anne Hathaway's character all the time and dressing mm-hmm. and stuff. She has those ridiculous glasses where she has to, like, scan the jewels for some reason. Because mm-hmm. they have to create a replica, don't they, or something? Yeah, yeah. Did they use the replica in the end? Yes, they did because they put it in the water and then... Um... Uh, Kate Blanchett's character said, "Oh, I found it." When everyone was looking. Oh, for that's it. it. Yeah. And then it took it back to the museum, and the guy inspected it, and just like, "Oh, this is a fake." Oh yes, you're right. They did. Okay. So yeah, so she, she's Helen Bonham Carter is helping with all of that. She designs the dress that Anne mm-hmm. Hathaway wears. Uh, and then, so then, yeah, there's Sarah Paulson from American Horror Story, mm. who plays um, the coordinator. I don't. Remember. She's the one who gets the job at Vogue magazine, or helping with the Met Gala. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. She basically turns up for a job that she's not qualified for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gets it. Yeah. And is working there for 
a week, two weeks, and is given the job of running like the biggest event of the fashion calendar with, yes. high, with the highest level of security clearance. Yes, like it's insanity. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking holes where there aren't holes anymore. I know. I mean, there's holes everywhere. In there, this yeah, film. this the, film is a hole. This film is basically yeah. It's, it's, what, a, it's, what a review! It's like a crochet. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> but um, it was actually her, not Kate Blanchett, who pulls the yes, sorry, it was. So yeah, what there's a so basically they give Anne Hathaway like poisoned soup to make her throw up. Yes. So she runs the ba- at this Met Gala. So she runs the bathroom to throw up, and then they steal the jewels. Um, and then they put the yeah they throw the replacement jewels. Who is it who steals the jewels? Oh, that's the character we haven't talked about yet. Who yeah. is um I don't know her name. Aquafina. Aquafina. That's her, that's not that's the the actress's name. That's the actress's name. It's, it's Aquafina. Yeah. Aquafina. Okay. I believe she's a YouTube star or something. Sure. Yeah. Wait. So is that is that a made up name like a username? I don't think it's her baptismal name. Put it that way. Like, is it like uh, is it Vendaya? Sendaya. Is Zendaya Zendaya's real Zendaya, name? Zendaya, yeah, not Vendaya. Vendaya. Vendiagram? <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a YouTube star, it should be. I know, but like, so is, is she she's somebody with one name, like Adele or Cher? Yeah, well, it showed up on the, as we were walking out, the, it was the cast, it was like Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, and Aquafina. Sure. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think she's most famous for a song on YouTube about her vagina, so, yeah. Great. That's how you become famous these days. Um... <laughs> so she played like a pick. What a world we live in! I know, yeah. So she played like a pickpocket, mm-hmm. or someone with a good slice of hand, anyway. Mm-hmm. And so she steals the. She plays. She's dressed as a toilet attendant, and she kind of slips the jewels off and halfway's neck while she's vomiting, basically. Yes, and I then, did enjoy the scene where she goes into a cubicle, locks it, and then just like limbo's under. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the side of the cubicle locks the next one, limbo's again, does the next one, and she's just more. I guess it's all part of the plan, but. It's weird that she, she was just, how she was crawling under them, it was just yeah. odd. Have you ever been in a toilet cubicle that was that high, that you could like limbo underneath it, where the bottom edge was that high? Maybe. I mean, she is a particularly small person. She is, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if women's toilets are different, but... No, no, they're not. I, I used to work in the toilet cubicle business, don't you know? And, oh, of uh, course, you, you have experts. Yeah. Yes. Uh, insight those, into this. Th- those, those gaps are partly so that in an emergency... Um, somebody could crawl in or out. Oh, okay. Um, or in some circumstances, then you can get something like a like a crowbar or something underneath the door and you can just wedge it open. How often is that applicable? Well, say someone has a heart attack on the toilet. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, well, I'll take back that complaint then. It's the valid. more you know. The more you know, yeah. That wasn't a wasted year in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Four months, please. Four months, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they... What what is it? What goes wrong? Because after they get the necklace off, something goes wrong. Because they're improving when they throw it in the water, aren't they? Weren't they initially just going to put it back around her neck? No, I don't think so. Because um, what what's her name with with the one name? Aquafina. Aquafina didn't have it on her. That, That's that, true. That, yeah, that was never happening. It was uh, so the thing they had to improvise at the last moment was the necklace has like a magnetic clasp. Yeah. So that was the only bit that didn't go to plan. Sure. And very quickly. They covered for it before the whole thing kicked off. Oh, well, no, the solutions to that was Rihanna was like, oh, I've got a sister who can do this. Yeah. <laughs> she had, then the little girl makes one appearance, does it, and then what? And then is like, that's the end of her cameo. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's as high as this tension gets in this film. It's yeah. like, oh, this is annoying. This is a problem. Oh, it's okay. My sister can solve this. Cool. Great. Next scene. Yeah. <laughs> who wrote this? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but the, that's the thing, because they throw the necklace in the pool, and then there's like a huge, the, the whole Met Gala goes into lockdown. Mm-hmm. And like all these security people are like 
questioning people and like you know searching every nook and cranny well they don't actually throw it on in, in the pool that's that's the fake so the real necklace they managed to smuggle onto onto a plate of dirty dishes yes and then mindy kaling cuts Just, them in a... yeah, yeah and so then somebody carries it through to the kitchen in fact no it's it's a waiter carries it through to the kitchen a guy who's not in on it by the way yeah yeah, yeah. so they put the necklace on a tray in clear view of everybody mm-hmm and this waiter luckily doesn't notice. Yeah. And uh, just carries it through to the kitchen and just dumps it there. And that's when Mindy Kaling is there waiting for it. Just like, oh, I'll put it there. I'll, I'll wash it up now. Yeah. And that's a very risky part of this very, very complex five-year-long plan. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's just put it on a tray where everyone can see it. The tray's been carried by somebody who's not in on the plan. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, that's this film. It's like nothing goes... Well, yeah, nothing goes... Apart just, from the... Put it in someone's pocket. Yeah. Like somebody who's actually in on it, just put it in their pocket. Yeah. Or put it in someone's pocket and then pickpocket them again in five minutes or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, the only thing that goes wrong there is that he stops to smoke some weed and then someone has to go and shout, Sarah Paul has to go and shout at him. Mm. Again, it's like, oh no, it's going wrong. Oh, it's okay. We fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but one. But the scene where, so the fake one that Sarah Paulson, it's Sarah Paulson pulls the fake one out of the walls and goes, found it, found it. Mm-hmm. Surely then when it turns out it's going to be a fake, she's like suspect number one. Because she's the last person who's been known to handle it. Yeah. And yet nobody questions her. No. And I'm guessing she just like quits her job. Yeah. Because that never comes up again. Oh, yeah. Why would you stay in that job? Yeah. So she's like, oh, well, that didn't she, go she, as well. She's now got like 50 million pounds, uh, dollars to sure. earn. But like, oh, so I enjoyed this two week job where um, mysteriously everything went horribly wrong. I'm yeah. going to quit now. <laughs> Utterly bizarre, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, if it feels like we're bouncing around in this plot description a bit, it's because this film's plot just doesn't make any sense and it's just yes. silly So Fredbear. when the plot finishes, yeah, there's a, there's still a solid half hour left. Yeah, oh Which is where God. your favourite character comes in. Yeah. Jimmy Corden. Yeah. This is the thing, like, I'd, forgot, I'd heard he was in it, but I'd forgotten he was in it. And because he's not in the film for the first hour, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd just put it out of my mind. And then... Yeah, because then once the heist happens, it's a heist movie. After the heist, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done yeah, with this yeah, film now. You, yeah, you like can now finish. What? You can finish any time film. Mm. And then James Corden showed up as a detective. I was like, oh my god, they're introducing another plot strand now. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a super long film, but I was just so like, oh no. But then actually, he didn't really have any purpose in the film. Like he just, no, he really didn't. He, he just had like one scene with Sandra Bullock where he's like, I'm gonna get you. I know it was you, yeah. and then doesn't. Yeah, and. And the film actually does wrap up fairly shortly after that, so his part is kind of nothing. Mm. Yeah. And they have like a, a conversation in a cafe where Sandra Bullock is just, she she's very incriminating in all the things that she's saying. Oh, like yeah. she is admitting to a lot of stuff. If he was wearing face. a wire, like, yeah. which he should be. Yeah, well, yeah, like <laughs> that would be a great part of his job. Or just like a, a phone mm. on record just in his pocket. Mm. Or under a newspaper on a table or something. Like she didn't check for anything. No. She's just like, oh yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And he's like, well, nothing apart from this recording. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nothing. No, he, he was, like, he wasn't as bad as I feared he might be. Like, he was... He was. When has he ever been as bad as you fear he might be? Because I know you have a passionate hate for him, but you've mm. seen him in a couple of things with me. And on all of those things, you've been like, yeah, he wasn't as bad as I, ho- as I expected. What else have I seen that he's been in? Oh, I can't remember. Things... Things, films. I'm trying to think. He was in Into the Woods, and I guess he was. I guess, yeah, I think it's more that he's annoying as a personality. Mm. So when he's. And he only ever plays himself, really, in films. True. So I'm, I go in kind of primed. Because I, I dislike James Corden's personality, I go in primed to not enjoy him in films. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, he didn't. He didn't ruin it. Because I think he wasn't in it much. Yeah. So yeah, I would struggle if he was like an actual main character in this film. Well, it'd be difficult for somebody to come in and ruin this film. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's <laughs> not much to ruin. Yeah, yeah like, the film's not setting a high bar. No, true. Like, um, he was a low point, but you know, more Helen Bonham Carter, less James Corden in all things, please. Yes. Yeah. Now, there's one final bit that I want to say about this film. Sure. That I was utterly disappointed by. Okay. Was the fact that throughout the entire film, they were hinting, "Wait, is Danny Ocean really dead?" Oh yeah. So George they, Clooney's and, character. So people were asking it like like five times throughout the film mm. and you see his grave well, like in a wall or like a tombstone or something so yeah what was that so, <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> but like it was a wall with some names on it as though it was like a morgue sort yeah. of thing but yeah I was like is he in there is she gonna pull it out and check like, yeah I, I don't know I know what other names on the wall and I, I don't yeah. I didn't recognise any of the names but I don't know any other characters sure yeah um, so well, did like, they all die I looked this up but they didn't he didn't George Clooney's character didn't die in Ocean's 13 so they've just decided that he's if he is in fact dead, mm. which I'm sure you get into, like that's a decision they've made in between films. Yeah, well, like I'm sure he's not dead. Uh-huh. Like, why would he call up a George Clooney character? Sure. Of a, of a franchise that is clearly working because yeah. they've made four films now. Mm-hmm. Why, would he, why would he call up the main character that's played by George Clooney? Sure. It's just not going to happen. But the fact that throughout this whole film that are sort of hinting and asking the question, wait, is he really dead? Yeah. Or did he just faked his, faked his death for some kind of a heist? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's faked his death for a heist. That would be a good story. Of course <laughs> yeah. it's that. Yes. But then that's just not in this film and there's no post-credit where he's there. Like, There was very close to being a scene at the end where she is there at his grave, just like talking to his grave, eating grapes and wine or something for some reason. Yeah. And then somebody comes up behind her and it's not him. <laughs> just make it him. He doesn't even need to have a line. Just, just him like- there. And then she turns around, smiles, cut to credits. Yeah. I thought that was a really weird beat to end the movie on because this movie is so frothy and silly and like fun. Like, I mean, it wasn't as much fun as I hoped it would be, but it mm. was definitely, it had a fun vibe. You know, there was no like, there was nothing serious about this film. Mm. Except it ends on this weird sad note where she, yeah, she sat at her dead brother's grave thing mm-hmm. and she kind of gets a bit tearful and she's like, you would have loved it. And then the movie ends. It's like, well, what a weird choice to end like this silly, like heist romp on. Yeah. On an attempted Oscar moment, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's too late to give the character depth a bit of depth now. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. like literally minute one one nineteen, you know. <laughs> oh, um, anyway, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with this. I mean, I don't really feel the need to. I don't think I'll ever watch this again. No, I'm sure if they make another one, we'll only go see it if it's a slow week. Like. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, you could watch it. It was fine. I wouldn't spend money on it. I mean, we did only watch it because it was a slow week. We did, but yeah, we, like we, we did not rush to the cinema for this. No, true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been a slow week. Yeah. The World Cup's on, and the and there's there's no films getting released in Britain right now. No, it's just uh, oh, it's just all films for like aimed at women. Basically, it's like hey, yeah. while you, while your men folk are watching the football, come and watch Sandra Bullock in in, in some fancy costumes. Like, <laughs> well, quite soon we're getting Skyscraper, which I'm looking forward to. What's that? Uh, the Rock has got to fire a skyscraper or something. I don't know. Okay, sure. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I've probably got Mission Impossible 6. Do I need to watch 1 to 5 for this film to make sense to me? You might need to watch... F- uh, maybe? You, you, oh. you, you might need to watch 5, actually. It looks like the villain might be the same guy. Oh, okay, I can probably do well, 1. the villain from 5 is he's, he's in, all, in all the trailers. Okay. So. Maybe I'll do yeah. I don't know what it in me to watch five Mission Impossible films in the space of like a fortnight. Oh, but they're great. In the first one, he attaches a helicopter to the Eurostar. 
So good. Well, I was on the Eurostar when I watched it. it was oh. Brilliant. <laughs> fine. Maybe we can binge them sometime. I don't know. Well, I watched them more recently, so. No. Oh, fine. Fair. Cool. Okay. How do you rate Ocean's Eight out of ten? As tempting as it is to give it an eight, just for neat, for like you know, <laughs> it does. Not it does not deserve it. It absolutely does not deserve eight out of ten. I would give this a five. It was just very, very average. It was the definition of an average film. Yeah, I was going to give it a six. A six, okay. Yeah, because I, st- I still had some enjoyment out of it. Um, you know, it was fine. Yeah, like it didn't offend or anger me. It made me feel a little bored occasionally. Mostly, I was just kind of passively watching it. Mm. But, yeah. What would you do for a sequel or continuation of this franchise? Well, I would make... Let's do some maths here. I would do Ocean's 20, 20, 21. Okay. Just murder Ocean's 13 and Ocean's 8. Get all the cast together. Right, okay. Yeah. One massive heist. I Again, I don't know what the what happened to her in the context. And get like of... the, the Russo brothers or something to direct it. Sure, that'd be if, fun. If you're going to have that many characters, you need some, pe- some people who can direct that many characters. Sure, yeah. Would it be like the Avengers and half of them would all die at the end, arbitrarily? Well, maybe. Yeah. Um, or do they? Um. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers here. No. <laughs> oh, no, I just meant that they're clearly all coming back because franchises. Mm. But I did find it weird that, that, again, I don't know what happened to her in the context of the Ocean's 12, 11, 13 films, but I find it weird that given that it's all about, like, you know, bringing A-list Hollywood actresses to these roles, why didn't they give Julia Roberts a cameo or a role in this at all? Don't know. Maybe, maybe because they plan on doing it in the next one. Yeah, so I think in the next one, yeah, bring Julia Roberts in. Let her join, get, get her and Sandy on screen together. Mm. That might be fun. But yeah, yeah, on the whole, meh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Strong note to end on, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. well, yeah, that's, that's that. Then on that note, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, thank you for being a Patreon supporter. We really appreciate it. If there's anything you would like us to review in the future, let us know. We'll do our best. And yeah, keep listening. Yep. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Let's go beyond. Beyond the box set.